cliffcentral.com. Here's a much, much younger man than a 100-year-old, and he is here to join us every Friday to tell us about the world of motoring, the lifestyle around it, cars, the petrol price, rules on the road, weird inventions people have come up with, and he himself has pretty much piloted and driven every kind of vehicle available to humans. He is George Meany. How's it, George? Hey, Gareth. Good morning. How are you? you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good because I have my pilot's license back. Oh, yay. We were waiting for this. Good. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's like... uh, you think mentioning it on the show last week had anything to do with it, George? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, but I should try it more often. Um, and <clears throat> so guess what I'm doing this weekend? Yeah, flying again. Good man. Yes, yes. So, all right, that's very good news. Uh, what do you have for us on the agenda today? So, um, super quick, you know the tire company? Sure. Um, they have partnered with a company called Disky and now uh, an online platform. Disky is an online platform. And uh, you can now um, go into the fitment center and uh, do your car license. There are 190 super quick stores across South Africa. Now, I wasn't sponsored to say that for super quick, but uh, uh, um, I was sponsored by the consumers out there to say that uh, you can go and get your car license at super quick. So, um, George. Anywhere we can get our car licenses, anywhere that makes it easier. And if you can do this while you're having your tires looked at, what a win. Exactly. So if you go and visit to Superquick, you can scan the Disky QR code that's there. And when you hit send, you will get a WhatsApp and uh, there will be a couple of prompts and you'll make payments. And you can collect your disc within five to 10 days from that Superquick or whichever Superquick you choose. Absolutely awesome. Well done to them. Good work. Anybody who can save us time and make things more efficient, we are massive fans of, whether George is sponsored by them or not. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. exactly. All right. What else have you got for us? All year for the car buying and driving consumer, which is pretty much all of us, I think. Um, Definitely. um, Then, uh, I don't know if you know, Gareth, but tires in their original form were actually not black. So tires are actually this milky white color. If you go back a uh, hundred years when they first started making tires for um, wagons, more than a hundred years, and uh, they were they were predominantly white, this milky white color. Um, is that and, is that the natural color of rubber, or was yes. that what the, is that just the color they used to have the tires? Is no, it's the, it's the natural color of the compound rubber that they mixed huh. for tires. Um, and uh, and and then scientists and researchers were looking for a substance that could make the tire last longer, um, you know, to stop too much wear, to stop the abrasion on the, on the, on the surfaces, um, and to make the tire uh, last longer. And uh, then this substance called carbon black was mm. uh, developed or, um, or, or came about. And carbon black is actually a, a combustion of various petroleum products. It's the byproduct of the combustion of petroleum products. Um, it's actually a throwaway material um, and they combined this with the rubber which then naturally made it black and that's why our car tires are black i thought it was just because they started to look dirty after a while they are easier to clean and they hide the dirt nicely but that's not the reason they're black though okay well you know I've, I've sort of seen in these documentaries where they show how how rubber was first farmed you know how they were how they would obtain it from these rubber trees and it does come out of the trees obviously it's this white sort of syrupy stuff um, and it was a, apparently it always used to be a very, very difficult thing to obtain um, because it's, it's, 
it's hard work. You know, it's a, it's a tough job. It's not the kind of job everybody's lining up to do. Um, so there was also, obviously there was slavery in the Congo and a lot of this is where we started to develop the rubber trade from. So it doesn't have the greatest history, but I had no idea that it was, it, it would stay that white color and that we actually had to color it. So they put in this carbon black and that's where our tires come, uh, come up with their black color now. Yeah, hmm. and it's predominantly because of uh, a longevity or abrasion. The, you know, the, the carbon black stops the stops the tire from degrading as fast. Okay, right. So it also performs a a, a practical function. It's not just yeah. to look good. It's not just so it doesn't look as dirty. I really not, thought it was just so, just to mask the filth of the roads. Well, yeah, I, I think it's probably a dual purpose, but but mainly the abrasion. So. Uh, and here's an interesting one, Gareth. Um, singing in your car is good for your health. Yeah, so, I believe um, this. First of all, um, when you sing, uh, particularly in your car because it's a closed cockpit, uh, positive neurotransmitters, as uh, researchers have found, get released in your brain and body. Oxytocin, serotonin. Um, then the second thing is singing is also good for your lungs and cardiovascular system because guess what you have to do when you sing? You have to take deep breaths and, mm-hmm. you know, exert yourself. So it's good for your lungs and your cardiovascular system. I love it. Then, I, I, I thought it was just me, but it always makes me feel better in the car when I'm, when I'm driving and singing. And I do. Sometimes I have to stop myself because I'm like, if people see me doing this, they're going to think there's something wrong with me. I'm mentally ill. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it takes it takes singing in the shower to a whole new level when you're singing in the car because, you know, you get this person next to you miming and you don't know what they're singing. <laughs> so, George, so do, you, do you – just to go back to tires for a second um, sure. because there are a lot of questions about tires here in the comments, but uh, do you spell tire with a Y or an I? I can never figure that out, and I've, I've seen it spelled both ways, so I'm not, I'm not even sure what the correct spelling is. You Interesting know? question. The yeah, the, the the tire with an I is actually an American spelling, and okay. tire with a Y is our spelling because we come from Roman Dutch and uh, English uh, um, uh, history. Okay, all right. So that that's answered the question. Then a couple of other people. First of all, Molly Curry says I referred a friend to Auto Trader. He phoned to inquire about a vehicle, and the salesman said sold. Goodbye. How's ah, that? Eh? Okay, nice well. job. So Whether that's a good or a bad thing, I'm sorry it was sold, but uh, that's how fast it works. Well, I think that's amazing. I mean, that's great feedback. It shows you that uh, that what you guys are doing is, is happening faster and better than anyone else. Uh, Borge says, Congo, Chris, I have a technical question. How do EVs measure up against diesel when it comes to torque? Are they a viable option for moving weight and pulling trailers? Oh, a very interesting question, Congo Chris. And the answer is EVs are much better at uh, moving uh, things around and 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 at talk, as you put it. Um, there's actually a couple of videos you can go search for online. They put a EV up against a, a Ford F one fifty, the electric Ford F one fifty against um, against a, a regular ice four by four, and uh, the EV tows that ice um, right backwards. Very, very nice. Okay, cool. Awesome. So there are a couple of questions answered. You see, George, we need you here on a Friday. Otherwise, people uh, sit around pondering these things for week after week. Thank God we got you to ask. What else you got for us? Um, so uh, carrying on with the singing, uh, uh, very lastly, s- s- singing increases a substance called, and I, I'm going to try and say this, immunoglobulin. 
in your saliva. Immunoglobulin. Yeah. Immunoglobulin. There we go. You see, so I couldn't even. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and at the same time, reduces cortisol. So if you reduce cortisol and you increase immunoglobulin in your saliva, um, your body can ward off illness a little bit better. So singing in your car is a really, really good thing. Um, and then finally, uh, I want, uh, I'm very interested in this one, and that is why do you have do you have any recommendations about what we should be singing in the car, George? Uh, what songs are what what songs are, are guaranteed to make us feel better? Um, whatever comes to mind. I mean, <laughs> if it's from the Yills Are Alive to Metallica, you know, sing your heart. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, very lastly, Gareth, why are cars designed to go over the speed limit? Uh, because you want to know that you've got, you're driving some kind of uh, invent, invention that has an upper limit. You want to see how far they've pushed the technology. You want to know that you're driving something that has performance built into it. It's not about just following stupid traffic rules. Exactly. So, so a lot of what you said there is very true. And uh, we went and dug to see what the reason is that a car can do 200 kilometers an hour when the speed limit is only 120. Yeah. So. Most of the answer is emergencies. Um, mm. that's, that's the answer that comes up a lot, but it's not the only answer. So uh, uh, the technical answer is when top speed increases, typically uh, quicker acceleration is also a feature of the car. Right. So in order to get quicker acceleration and efficient acceleration, you have to have a car that can go faster than the, the speed limit um, generally. Um, and then faster cars are also designed with better dynamics and cornering abilities because the, the car manufacturer and designer has to design the car to uh, be able to drive at the speed that, uh, that it can attain. Right. It's, got, it's got better cornering and dynamic abilities. But also the stupid rules, the stupid rules come in after the car. The car doesn't come into existence with the rules already in place. So That's the car true. was there first. It's a chicken and egg situation. The car was there first. People have always wanted to see how fast a car can go. That's why there are still people building, you know, cars that can break the land speed record and planes that can fly faster than any other plane. We want to see how far our ingenuity can take us. And then we invent these rules so that we can all live peacefully together and cause as little damage to each other as possible. But you can't have the one before the other. Exactly. That's uh, uh, that, that, that's also very true. Not in my list, but Gary, Gary, Gareth raises a good point. Uh, and that is, um, right. There's, there's so, one other thing, though. So I've, I've yeah. got to ask you about this because I was lying in bed two nights ago and I heard these guys like dicing cars on the road outside where I live, like really fast at like midnight or whatever it was. And these car, cars are super loud and Clearly, law enforcement have just got no interest in stopping this kind of thing. Is, is that something that happens all over the country or is it something that people are now getting away with that they didn't get away with before? Uh, do you know anything about these guys who like drive really, really fast with very loud cars late at night on open stretches of road? Yeah, so um, there for decades already, there has been illegal street racing, which mm. um, is frowned upon, and and you know even I frown upon it because if you if you visit these illegal street races, um, oftentimes the people are standing right next to the, the road, and uh, yeah. and oftentimes the cars that are in these illegal street races 
um, uh, can't be handled by the driver and uh, and then uh, can cause some serious, serious injury to, to the human being standing on the side. And then very often alcohol is involved. And uh, so it's a very right. uncontrolled environment. So if that is happening around your area, these illegal street races, they're, they're quite often underground. Um, they, uh, they move around from place to place. And law enforcement um, have been trying to clamp down on them for two, three decades uh, mm. because it does, it does happen. It does happen late at night and it happens randomly. So where people get together with their fast cars. <clears throat> yeah. I've seen those. Uh, I'm sure you have too, those videos of people who've lost control of their car on some stretch of highway where they think, you know, nobody And there, are these crowds that gather to watch this stuff actually. Um, <clears throat> yes. And, and these people spin out of control and they can either kill bunches of people in the crowd or they wipe themselves out which is never really a bad thing if they're just wiping themselves out. But of course their car lies all over the road. And the next yep. day when people need to use that road, it first needs to be cleared up. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, a couple of um, organizations have tried to put together um, drag strip, uh, organized, uh, organized yep. racing, um, you know, and that has curbed it to a certain degree, but, uh, but it's still a problem. All right. Sorry, I just had to ask about that because it was on my mind from two nights ago. But thank you, George. Question. Good question. Yeah. As, as always, uh, lots of interaction from everybody else. People love it. Thank you very much with uh, another episode of the Auto Trader podcast coming up this week. Don't miss George and the rest of the crew. All right. Have a lovely weekend.